0: Oscar, look a tricky shot! Oh look, Flip up and in! Double OT, here we come! And that's it. The Tampa 4 Buccaneers are the plus league champions once again. Jason Washburn, thanks for taking the call, taking the time.
1: No worries, Brian. Thanks for having me on, buddy.
0: Do you go by any other nicknames?
1: Man, I've been called a host of them. Wash is the most common. Jay Wash. Whatever you want, man. I don't care. My Jason. wife's angry with me. She calls me worse thing. So as oh. long as you're nicer than that, we're okay.
0: All right. I want to start from the beginning of how you got to Taiwan. What is the story of your 2022 offseason? The end of the last season and getting in touch with the pilots and deciding to come to Taiwan to play?
1: I mean... In all honesty, I assumed I'd be heading back to Japan. Um, I felt I had a pretty good year in Japan last year. We went to the playoffs. Um, we were one of the top teams. And I just assumed I'd be going back. You know, Japan's a hot spot right now. Everyone's trying to get there. And I've been there on and off for six years. So I thought I'd be going back. But uh, that door closed. And we got a call from my coach here, from Yurgi, my agent did. And, He said he wanted me. I wasn't opposed to it. I'd heard things about Taiwan before. Nothing really negative. And, you know, I've always actually enjoyed this part of the overseas life, going to different countries. You know, even when I like like the country I live in, going to different countries, experiencing different cultures, different people, I like that side of it. So I was excited to come here.
0: All right. Similar along those lines, what are some highlights along your pro journey in terms of places to live or... Interesting eateries or whatnot, what can you share?
1: Man, I've been to almost 40 countries, Ryan, and like my wife and I talk about this from time to time. Like, you know, where's the best place? Which place had the best food? You know, who had the best people? And I'm surprised with myself how often the answer changes. One of my favorite teammates of all time was a Ukrainian. My rookie year, I was in Ukraine, and I still keep in touch with him. And uh, he was one of my favorite teammates overseas ever. I speak very fondly about my rookie year in Ukraine because of our team. And a big part of that was the other imports I had that year were all vets at the time. Um, I was the only young kid on the team. And my vets that year, they were just good vets. You know, they were the type of guys you like to have on your team who guided me through this overseas like my first time over there. So I speak very highly of my Ukrainian years. My next year, I was in Belgium, which is an amazing country. And... You know, you got Amsterdam four hours away from Brussels. Paris is four hours away from Brussels. Frankfurt is close. You know, Germany, everything's close, it seems, in Brussels. So Belgium was just a beautiful place to go where you could see things. I, you know, I went down to Italy when I was in Belgium. I've been to Romania. You know, I've been to Brazil. I've been to Kazakhstan. I always describe Kazakhstan as one of the most unique places I've ever visited because of the people. I didn't know what to expect from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is not a country you hear about a lot in the United States, unfortunately. And I get there and it's people who are Asian, but speaking Russian. And it just blew me off. I knew they spoke Russian right away because of my years in Ukraine. And this this Asian gentleman speaking Russian to me and I've, that, that blew my mind. And Astana was one of the most beautiful cities I've been to. Um, I really enjoyed going to that country. So I've been so many places, man. I have good and bad memories in a lot of those places. Uh, My experiences and my overseas life has been a real blessing.
0: All right. Thanks for sharing. Speaking of some of the import teammates, when you were going to sign with the pilots and when you made it over here and up to your experience now, did you already know some of the imports here, know some of the teammates or opponents? Because I know Jeffrey Ayers was in Japan for a little bit.
1: Yep. So I knew I obviously know Jeff from my uh, Japan years. Interesting about that. Byron Mullins, who I think you've had on with you before. um, And I talked to Byron about this myself. Byron and I are the same age. We're the same high school class. And when we were in high school, he was the number one center in the country. Um, He was the best center in the country for our age group. And that's why I remember him, because I remember seeing his name like, man, I got to play against this guy. And I got once, And for the life of me, I don't remember the stats. They beat us. I know that. Uh, They had a stacked team and they just killed us. But I don't remember my stats. I just remember like going up against the best center in the country. He was already committed to Ohio State. You know, he he was already talked about so much and so well known. And I just wanted to give my best effort against him with all the college coaches. Um, So that's how far back and how small this basketball world is. A lot of people don't even realize it. The world is vast, but basketball itself is a small, tight-knit community. Um, other than him trying to think of other imports that I know, I can't think of too many that I've played against or like, no, well, other than obviously like Byron and Jeff.
0: Okay. Well, let's move a little bit off the basketball court. We've had the good fortune of seeing your family here. They seem like they were having a great time. Um, you've kind of alluded to it, but what's the kind of the experience for an import playing overseas, maybe having your family move around, or having to play away from them for long stretches of the year?
1: So, interestingly enough, my family and I had to recently come to the decision of them moving back home. Children make this life, I don't wanna say difficult, but it's difficult on them. The older my oldest gets, the more and more he missed home. Um, He's very close with all of his grandparents. He you know he was in school he's the most social child I've ever been around I think we would take him to playgrounds here and he'd make a friend every time he went it's just who he is he just knows how to make friends but it's still hard on anyone to live in a world where not everyone speaks your language or most people don't speak your language and I've I've been doing this 10 years I know how to I know how to get through that he doesn't so he missed home so my family recently has made the decision for them to go home and they're happier for it, the children are especially. The missus and I talk about it a lot, though. Life before them, you know, we would travel. We'd see things my wife loved the life as much. We met so many. Some of our best friends in the world we met overseas. You know, we had friends in college. We went to college together. We, we had friends from college. But a lot of our closest friends now are we met in this overseas life. Um, it's opened us up to a lot of people. And she misses it. She loved it. But kids make it. Kids put a different type of strain on it. And although it's hard being without them emotionally, when it's what's best, when you can see everyone be happier. Um, I know a lot mine and her family are both happier having the kids home and being able to see them whenever they want. Um, it, it makes it bearable, let's say. Um, but it, it definitely comes with a different host of obstacles.
0: All right. Well, we can commend you and commend all the parents who have to spend time away or spend time separated. Yeah. Did they have a good I, time I, I, at the arena?
1: Oh, they loved it. Uh, the fans were very welcoming. Most teams have been um, very, very helpful. Some just can't. Some can. Um, we, you know, we don't take it personal. But fans are always welcoming. Like I said, my oldest is one of the most sociable children I've ever been around. Any fan that says hi to him, he'll say hi back, you know, give him nuts, whatever. But, you know, my family and I used to wonder how guys did this um, because it's hard. I mean, you're talking about 10 months out of the year uh, not being around your children or your significant other. That's mentally challenging on anyone. And now that we've committed, um, you know, I don't know how many more years I have left, but now that that's the road we're walking, you know i got to sh- i definitely i got to shout out to all the overseas guys who do this shout out to all the overseas wives who have either lived over here it might be harder on them coming over here um, we have the team we have we have guys that we interact with we you know we we meet people but they they're just kind of here sometimes they can come to things sometimes they can't they kind of gotta bake their own way in this life and uh, it takes a strong person so shout out to all overseas families living this life for sure
0: all right, thanks for that. One last question, non-basketball related. Something that the Plus League's brought about is a little bit more of a highlight onto citizens and the city of And What are some of your favorite things to places to hang out or places to go eat at? What are some local attractions that you've been, grown fond of in your home, t- your new you adopted know, hometown?
1: House? We live in Linku, um, which is a nice, it's a nice developed area. Um, there's a ton of different, you know, Eateries around, there's a lot of different uh, types of food that we've went and seen. I've been to Taipei quite a bit. Um, uh, For the life of me, I can't remember his name, and I apologize if he ends up hearing this. But uh, I met the owner of a restaurant called Shrimp Daddy's, and uh, uh, it's a fried chicken spot. They're both like right next to each other in Taoyuan, and me and the guys have been there. It's amazing food. Um, But we just probably explored Taoyuan the least of all the cities that were around.
0: That's all right. Plenty of season left. Speaking of Plenty. season, uh, I believe if I remember correctly, you've been the one import with the pilots who this season has been around the longest. How would you describe the season progression of training camp to the preseason weekend? And then now we're 13 weeks into the basketball season. How has the team gelled over that process from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I mean, Sonny and I signed pretty close to the same time. But Sonny obviously didn't get here to the middle of October playing for his national team. You know, me and Coach were communicating well before I got here. He's uh, he's clearly an experienced coach in this life, and felt that communicating with me was important, which it is. Um, it helped me establish um, his mindset before I even got here. And, and like I said, I, I've changed teams so many times, I've been to so many different countries that adaptability is never is not my issue. Um, you know, I'm 32 years old. I've been playing basketball the game 20 years, I've been, I've been a pro 10. So I've never had a problem stepping into a new environment and gelling with guys. Having said that we do, you know, we got a young uh, group overall and the thing about young kids is if you don't have a young team that's willing to learn and gel together and move all in one direction, you're going to struggle. And I think coach has done a very good job of gelling our young guys and integrating our vets into this, and pushing us all in a certain direction. And I think the results of it speaking for themselves so far. You know, all of our imports are, you know, low to mid-30s, all with a lot of experience in this game. Sonny's obviously played for coach before, which I think helps with the camaraderie and the understanding of his system. He was able to guide young guys and even me to what uh, coach's mindset is. You know, Jeff, Jeff was in the NBA six years. He's a 35 year old, you know, he's got an NBA championship. He's, he's a vet in this game and he knows how to do this. And sometimes that's kind of what you need when you have a overall young group is you need a couple older guys who've just been through it and no one's, there's no separation. There's no bad guys on the team. There's no one guy saying, I gotta, you know, I gotta be that guy. Um, I mean, on our team, it can be anyone on any given night, honestly. There isn't just one or two guys who are like, okay, if you guys don't aren't good tonight, we're going to lose. Uh, and the results have spoken for themselves.
0: Speaking of the uh, three imports for the pilots between yourself, Sonny, Sakakini, Jeff Ayers, besides you being the tallest on paper, in a lot of ways, statistically, you guys are kind of like, what are kind of some of the insights of how you see the three of you differentiated on the floor or even off the floor?
1: Man, I kind of wish I kind of wish they were here for this question, because this would be uh, quite the discussion. Um, you know, I'm not here to call anyone out because um, honestly, I don't even know who writes a lot of these things. I've read some articles on our team in the past uh, over the course of the season and their take on us that imports is kind of uh, we'll just call it interesting. Even when we're uh, celebrated or praised, it comes in like negative tones. You know, Sonny's the leader, but, you know, Sonny's shooting numbers are bad. You know, Jeff is, you know, a good, you know, a good shooter, but can't do anything else. You know, me, um, you know, they weren't sure about me in the beginning. And, you know, sometimes he's good. It's just weird things like that. And I I kind of find it funny because I think we have almost a perfect blend of talent amongst our imports. Sonny, for lack of a better term, is an undersized big man. His ability to handle and pass gets us out of a lot of tight situations. Jeff is—I mean, I, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I got to imagine he's up there with the best percentages in three-point shooting. I know he was shooting forty-eight percent at least at the Lunar New Year break. Um, you know, I'm, I'm averaging twenty. My shooting numbers are pretty good right now, and at the same time, I like playing inside. Whereas Jeff and Sonny, they like their—they like to be outside. Coach tells us all the time he has a—he has a good problem because he doesn't know which imports to play at any given time. You know, it's just what he's feeling in that moment. Um, But it's a good problem for him to have, he always says. And I agree. Um, Coach had told me about something before he got here. I'd watched him film on him. And meeting him in person and playing with him, the film doesn't do him justice. He's a great teammate to have. And Jeff's wealth of experience, especially at the highest level in the world, um, leads our team in a lot of ways, um, whether it's, you know, someone needs to be told what's what's up or just, you know, a little pat on the back. He knows when that time is and he's good at it. Um, I think we got a very good blend of imports.
0: All right. Well, speaking of coach, I know he's made famous for really the hyper focus on taking care of one thing at a time. But so far from our conversation, which I really appreciate you sharing how much insight you have and maybe your perspective from your basketball perspective. What are the kind of the challenges to playing such an uneven home and away schedule? Because for the pilots and with a lot of other teams, there's a lot of long stretches of home games and then long stretches on the road. Uh, The rhythm might be, you know, so in flux, in addition to the ups and downs of how a basketball team will perform on the floor week to week.
1: It's interesting we talk about that, especially Jeff and I, because Japan, it's back-to-backs, home or away, and sometimes game on Wednesdays. You know, it, it's it's constant. And you talk about long home and away stretches. December, we played every weekend at home. So we play, I want to say, nine games in December because we played one at the Kings at the very beginning. And then we played four this past month, which some, of, you know, Lunar New Year contributed to some of that, obviously, that everyone but I kind of think with us, you saw what these long breaks can sometimes do. You know, we were going into the Lunar New Year red hot and everyone was playing, man, at such a high level. And then I think the break kind of got to us a little bit. I mean, I think that is apparent in our shooting numbers against Luban and even our win last night against the Lioneers or the other night against the Lioneers. Um, I don't think we've shot as well as we did before Lunar New Year it definitely, it's, it's a, and obviously in these long breaks, you know, practice, you have to practice, you can't not practice, but there it, it ha- you can't practice too much at the same time. You know, you can't, you can't wear people down. I think coach found a, a healthy blend there because even in our long breaks, we were maintaining our style of play um, and got, and even, you know, Guys who sometimes played a lot, sometimes didn't play a lot, guys still maintained a rhythm. And I think that's contributed to how coach practices, what we do in practice, and how long we practice. And like I said, people, I don't think people really understand how rare it is to have, like, a coach who understands how to do those types of things. How to keep a team in line with such a, uh, influx, no, not influx, a change in schedule. You know, vets who know how to do this, who've been doing this forever to keep young guys in line, young kids who buy in. It's not as common as everyone thinks on a team. Um, it's actually probably on more on the uncommon side. So, like I said, a lot of that's contributed to Coach. He's been doing a great job with us this year. And you'll probably hear me say it again in this interview. The the numbers so far for us have spoken for for themselves.
0: All right. And maybe you and a lot of the other new players of the team between the imports and, of course, the rookies maybe don't have some of the, uh, shall we say, the ghosts of the team of the past who've not performed the best during the regular season, having one playoff appearance in the first season when three out of the four teams can make it. But how does the maybe the auxiliary staff around the basketball team kind of embraced um, how the teams performed on the court? How do you find that symbiosis?
1: You talking about like our front office or like everyone around coach?
0: Sure. Front office. And maybe the other, the other, the other branches of the business between marketing and communications and logistics and whatnot.
1: Um, you know, I think obviously I can't speak on relationships that I have nothing in particular to do with um, based off what I've sensed from coach. And from what I've talked to him about, you know, how he's coached in the past and how he's like to run his teams in the past. I know he in T1 he went to the finals last year. He, he's the guy who likes to have both his hands fully on the situation, which is our team, and not a lot of outside um, influence, even from our front office type deal. And once again, I don't think people understand how rare it is to have a front office who isn't always, for lack of a better term, in in your, in your our business. Um, obviously, the front office, you know, they run things, we report to them, they hire us, we perform. But th- there's still a business side to this life, and there's a basketball side. And as much as people want to think they're connected, a lot of times they need to be separated. And I think our front office has done a good job of letting, you know, talking with a couple – either sponsors or manager, you know, management. Um, It sounds like what they did was they knew they needed a change in the culture here. Yerge obviously took a T1 team to the finals, which from what I've gathered, you know, from a bunch of different stories, their team wasn't necessarily expected to go to the finals. Um, They kind of played above their level and made it to heights that no one really expected. And management said, okay, let's bring this guy in. And let's let him do what he's clearly capable of doing. And he he picked up, you know, me and Sonny immediately. They waited to find a good third import, which they did. And they, you know, it's we don't have like management coming in, poking their heads in like, hey, you should be doing this. You know, talking to players, you know, I, I've been on teams where like, GM's owners will like pop into practice and they'll be in players' ears, you know, talking to them, you know, Hey, how's it going? What's going on on the court? Like, you know, how do you like coach? Do you like this guy? Do you like that? That that type of stuff can cause separation amongst the team. And there has been zero of that here. And it's, I mean, as a result, once again, coach has both hands on it. He's molding it and leading us in the direction he wants. We're, we're buying in following it. And like I said, and I'll continue to say it speaking for itself.
0: All right. Before my last question, I'm sure everyone's kind of curious. Do you have a coach Camino's kind of inside basketball or a funny story of getting to interact with him during this season?
1: (laughs) Once again, I kind of wish he was here because I I can almost see the look he'd be giving me right now. Like, yeah, let's hear it. What's a funny story? Um... Coach is overall a good guy. We we like to joke with him because if if he was for shall we say cruel, he he would have us at the gym when he woke up at like five thirty in the morning. You know, he's a guy who likes to get up and get after the day. You know, you can catch him at our weight room at six in the morning. Um, I beat him there once. And uh, practice. <laughs> we you know, yeah, yeah, right. I, we had practice. Um, you know, I had to leave for practice at like eight 30. My family had just left and I just popped awake. I, I woke up, you know, at five 30 in the morning. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to meet coach at the gym. And I got there when it opened at six. And I look around, he's not there. And, uh, you know, I get my workout and I leave. He's still not there. It's almost seven. I get to the gym and he goes, Jason, what time did you get to the gym? I was like, how oh, do you know? I was there. He like pulled up as you were leaving. I'm like, yeah, you slept in. You're lazy. <laughs> he he started laughing. He was like, "Well, what is this? What your family leaves, and now you're gonna get you're gonna beat me to the gym?" I'm like, "Yeah, you sleep in too much." Uh, you know, he he's a very active guy. Um, he, he's a he's a personable guy, and he's just a funny guy overall. You know, during our win streak, we used to joke with him. Win streak got to eight, nine. You know, hey, coach. You know, so three days off, four days off. What do you think? You know, uh, oh, oh, practice will only be thirty minutes. Just come in and shoot. All right, cool. <laughs> you know, he just laughed. Yep, yep. See you in practice in two days. Have you know? You, you don't come. You buy me coffee. It is what it is. He's a, no, he he's a funny guy. He's a good guy. You know, we really enjoy him. He's a guy you can go and talk to if you have a problem. I um, mean, if you do have a problem, you, can, you you can bring it to him straight, and he'll tell you straight. And um, honestly, probably one of the best coaches I've ever had overseas in terms of basketball knowledge and personability. Um, just, just, just a great guy.
0: That's great to hear. All right, the final thing I wanted to ask you uh, at this point of the season, it is uh, now the 2nd of February. We have plenty of season left, but you've also been at the grind at this with the Pilots for a while. Now, do you have any um, maybe heartwarming or interesting, funny fan interactions in the time you've been here? Obviously, there's a new language barrier, but I'm sure the passions of the fans or the way they express their appreciation you still can be received
1: um you know there is there obviously is a new language here for me but taiwan as a whole they probably speak the most english any country i've been to with the exceptions of maybe belgium and kosovo but there's so much english here which kind of threw me off for a second Until I really learned the history of Taiwan and the relationship it has with the United States and such and such. Um, Like I said, I've been around the world. Fans, I've always been good with fans. I have a lot of fans, especially since my kids have been born, who send me pictures of my kids, pictures of my family. I had a fan reach out to me after my family left and said that, you know, they'll take a lot more pictures of me to send home to my wife. Those types of things matter. It makes you feel good about the environment you're in. Um, I think, I mean, I think our fans are grateful. Like you said, I know this team has struggled in past seasons. And obviously we are making some noise around the league right now. Um, there's still a lot of season left. Like, you know, like you said, it's, it's far, far from over and nothing's decided. But so far we've been playing very well. And I think our fans are appreciating and understanding what we're putting in, you um, You know, they're appreciating all of our guys' personalities, all of our talent. I enjoy our fans. They travel well. Um, They make our gym loud for how big our gym is. I mean, they have to cut it in half because it's such a large space, but they make it as loud as they they could possibly. A place like that can get. Um, And a lot of them reach out to me on social media. You know, I wear a lot of headbands during the game, you know, from a company in Taiwan. Shout out to Spox. And I've had a couple fans reach out and say, hey, I bought your headband from the company. You know, I bought your headband. and You know, things like that, you know, they mean something. You know, they, they make, especially when your family's not out here, being able to interact with people like that and have that type of effect on people. It, it makes being over here by yourself, whether you have a family or not, doable. Um, you're not alone. There's always going to be someone looking out, looking after you, noticing you, writing you. And those types of things matter to us. So shout out to our fans for sure.
0: All right. That's beautiful. Well, that's it for our conversation. Thank you so much, Jason, for
1: absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime. If you ever have time when you come watch us play, I want you to ask Sonny and Jeff that question about who who has the right talent and and because I'm really interested in their answers. <laughs> our imports and I know you didn't ask a question. Sorry about this. Um, people don't understand once again that imports don't always gel. We don't always get along. It's actually more common than you think. And I've been really lucky in my career. I haven't had too many years, if any, where I've disliked an import. And this year's no exception. Our imports, we do things together. I mean, we ride to practice together. We, we have a lot of similar, similar personalities. Um, and we attack the game the same way. We all want to win. And we all give our best to win. And so if you ever, when you're at a game, ask, ask Sonny, especially in particular. I want to know what that old man has to say. All right.
0: All right. And you know what? And especially in the a, a league like Plus League, where three are on your registered roster, but only two on the active roster. I'm sure there's a lot of opportunity for people to be saying things or giving a crooked mm-hmm. look or a backhand a compliment for sure. Well, thanks yeah, again, sure. Jason. Yeah, we'll catch no, up with you for... in the future.
1: All right, Ryan. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.